Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 279, <laughs> recorded live on Sunday, October 28th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who dressed up last night, Dave Play. Hey, hey, hey. And the man who didn't, he just sat at home watching the Tigers lose again. Andy Lowe, hi. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was not impressed. Yesterday was just a pretty all-around bad day for sports for me. Oh, yeah, you guys lost. To, oh, yeah, Eastern lost, too. Eastern Western lost, lost. Michigan lost. Western lost. I think Central won, but who cares about Central? Technically, it should have been a bad day for me in that Wisconsin lost and State won, but I was actually pretty pleased about that. Really? Ohio State won. Was not pleased about that. So wait, why were you pleased at State won? Because I have more of an allegiance to the state of Michigan than I do to the state of Wisconsin. Hmm. So as long as Michigan does better than Michigan State in the long run, I'm happy. I'll have to keep that in mind. Yep. Are you going to feel like your alliances are ever going to shift if you spend enough time in Wisconsin? Nope. So, <laughs> let me just get this straight. Yeah. If you have spent the previous... You have family originally from Wisconsin. Yes. But then you were born and raised in Michigan. Yes. For 20 some odd years. Yes. Then you moved back to Wisconsin. Well, I, I never moved back to Wisconsin. I moved okay. to Wisconsin. You moved to Wisconsin. Yes. Let's say you spend 30 years in Wisconsin. Nope. I mean, like, I probably will end up spending 30 years in Wisconsin. It's not going to change the fact that I will root for University of Michigan. But your majority of time will be in Wisconsin as part of a family. Andy, will you ever root against Eastern? No. Then why is this even a question? True. That's a point. Michigan... Actually, having gone to school at Michigan, then you are allowed to cheer for them as long as possible. Thank you. <laughs> it's just those people, you know, who spend a couple years in Ann Arbor. You know, except that those people have every right to pick a favorite team. I, don't, I just feel like you should cheer for the local teams. You should cheer for whatever team you want to cheer for. I suppose. <sighs> Fine, we'll do it that way. I know plenty of people who went to Michigan and cheered for Ohio. They were made fun of, but they were allowed to pick who they wanted to cheer for. Okay, we'll go with that. So, anyway, trying to get away from the sadness, what were you dressed up as? Unless that's also something sad, and then I might apologize. I was dressed up as, believe it or not, Red Riding Hood. You dressed up as Red Riding Hood? I dressed up as Red Riding Hood. Laura dressed up as the wolf. Oh, so you went as a couple. Now, I will, I will clarify. I was a male Red Riding Hood. Okay, so at least you were male. Yes, and I had an axe. So you were a male Red Riding Hood. Laura was a female wolf? Yes. Okay. Granted, I don't... But I... I'll accept that. How did you come... Okay, sorry. How did you come up with the idea of going as Red Riding Hood? Laura's decision. 
So who's going to wear the cape? I wore the cape. I know. You wore the cape as a costume, but yeah. are you keeping the cape? Oh, well, it's going to sit in the closet for now. I mean, we Laura actually made it. She sewed the cape together. Oh, she sewed the cape. Ooh. Yeah. Now, my props to you for that, then. So there was that, and then, yeah, I've got the cape. Now I'll hold on to it for a while and potentially could use it for other costumes. My, yeah, my props to you for, you know, actually creating a costume rather than, you know, going to Hollywood City. and. Well, I, I earned Laura's half was store-bought oh. off of Amazon. Laura also says I can use the cape for Ren Fair. Going to a Ren Fair? No, I am not going to a... Well, I don't know if I'm going to a Ren Fair. Certainly not any time in the near future because they're all closed. Well, yeah, because it's starting to be winter now. Yeah, as evidenced by what's about to happen to the Atlantic Northeast. Snow. Oh my god, those poor people. Frankenstorm. Right around election time. Mm-hmm. That's gonna do shit. Oh my god, thank god election time is coming up in less than two weeks. It's a week and two days, Andy. <laughs> oh, thank god. Have you cast your ballot yet? No. There's no early voting in Michigan. Oh, that sucks. Damn it. You can absentee ballot, but you have to be over 60. To absentee ballot? Yes. That's actually part of the requirements is you have to be older than 60. Uh, no. Or is that one of the, like, absentee ballot Michigan? franchise anyone who's not in state. Alright, here we go. What you need to know about absentee ballot voting in Michigan. Come on, Michigan webpage. Anytime. You know, Firefox updated and I swear it's going slower. Oh, here we go. Alright. As a registered voter, you may obtain an absentee voter ballot if you are age 60 years or older, unable to vote without assistance at the polls. Okay, so my guess is these are not all of the above. It's one of the above. Yeah. Okay. You see, the way it's worded, though, it sounds like you have to be all of these, which means older than 60 and in jail. (laughs) (laughs) And serving in the military. Yeah. (laughs) Overseas. Well, no, you just have to be out of town on election day. Mm -hmm. In jail. In jail. While you're over 60. Yes. Okay, so now it's just one of the above. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Because when I first read that, I was like, uh, I'm not over 60, so first one, all right, I'm already done. Yeah, there's no early voting. But what I'm really great... Okay, so I'm working for the post office. So I'm pleased that the campaigns are spending money to mail things through the post office, right? Mm-hmm. Post office is earning money. Yay. I'm upset at the fact that we just get stacks of these very oddly shaped and very sharp political flyers. I have gotten multiple paper cuts from these things because they're a little stiff, but they're also very glossy and sharp, and it hurts. I'm telling you, Andy, Kevlar gloves. I know. But they're also not in any freaking order. What? No, there's no order to them. There is just a massive pile of stuff. And you kind of have to... Normally when you get, like, magazines and other periodicals from the magazine publishers, mm-hmm. they're actually in, like, an order. Either It's either, like, forward order, so you start at your first stop on the route, and it just works its way down, or it's reverse order, where the first one's on the bottom, because they didn't switch the order when they were printing, and it just works backwards. 
those are great because you can just go and just work your way down the line, putting the magazines in where they need to go. With these political flyers, it's just gobbledygook everywhere. Sometimes it's not even stuff on your route. So we have to just you know, all meet together and trade political flyers. It's just chaos. <laughs> it's Pokemon. Got to catch them all. <laughs> yes, there's actually a rule that all political flyers must be passed out on the day that they are received. It's, oh. <sighs> it's very displeasing. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, just so did something to the printer. That was weird. Okay. Um, should we so, do- so, so when is Detroit's next game? Uh, tonight at 8. And this is kind of it, right? Do yep. or die. Down 3 nothing. Are they going to win? <laughs> no. Okay. Watch it. They'll actually win, and then they'll lose the next game, which is what I think happened in 06. Or they'll go all the way to game 7 and then lose. Probably. The Lions play the Seahawks today, though. Lions are going to lose. Tigers are going to lose. I can't even console <laughs> so myself. pessimistic, Andy. <laughs> I can't even console myself with the Red Wings because they're not even playing. Oh, yeah, it should be hockey season about now. Yes, yes, it should. And it's not. Oh, that's too bad. Yes, yes, it is. All games canceled through November. Great. So they're having a season, just it'll be delayed? Well, there's still no uh, agreement between the owners and the players. Yeah, with no deal in place and no plans to resume negotiation with the Players Association, the NHL on Friday canceled the entire slate of games through the end of November. Mm. Which means that that giant game at Michigan Stadium is sooner or later going to be canceled, which would be sad. Because that would be awesome to see. Yes. Largest attendance at a hockey game. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just been sad. Oh, poor Andy. Unless you don't care about sports, then you're doing fine. True. So would you like to talk about something that's not sports? Sure. We could always talk about food. Kate is sitting next to me eating a turtle a turtle brownie at the moment. Ooh. So let's not talk about food. Food. Uh... Okay, so let's let's start with kind of the big stuff then. This week was Apple's big announcement. Mm-hmm. I would like to go on record as this is Apple's shooting themselves in the foot. Really? Step one. How and why? They... Okay, so let's back up. If you didn't know, Apple had an event this week... They released the next-generation iPad as well as the iPad Mini. Yes. This is the second new iPad this year. Yes. Which means that everyone who bought the iPad 3, Apple just snubbed them. Because of the iPad 4. Right, which is more powerful, it has a better display, all around a better device. Now, when you buy an Apple product, you know that in a year they will release a new version. It will be bigger, better, more powerful, probably physically smaller, and just a nicer product. You expect that when you buy Apple. Yes. Well, that's what we expect, and hopefully... You expect that to happen after a year. But this is within the same year. This is after about six months. 
So that's that's kind of step one. Is Apple is violating this trust of you buy our overpriced software and hardware, and it'll be good for a year. It will be the top of the line for the year until we come out with the next version. Not the case. Not the case. So that's a breach of trust. Second, the iPad Mini. Oh my God, the iPad Mini. Smaller. Yes. Physically smaller. Uh, with a inferior screen. It's a standard definition screen. Oh, the seven sixty eight screen. Yeah. It, it basically they they squeeze more pixels onto the iPhone, well, the iPod Touch. Hmm. My guess is they tried to keep the price low. Granted, what, $300 or something like that? $330. You want to talk about keeping the price low? The Kindle Fire is 250 That's what so I was hoping Kindle when they Fire were... Kindle Fire is 200 When they were going to announce the price, I was hoping it was going to be right around $250, because then yep. it would actually be competable. Right. No, the Apple tax pops it up to $330. For the Wi-Fi-only version with 16 gigabytes of storage. The highest Where, price, which is the 64 gigabyte with LTE, is 529 Yeah, for the Mini, <laughs> which has a worse processor. It has a worse screen. This is not new development. This is not Apple taking steps forward. This is Apple looking at the competition and saying, oh, their smaller tablets are selling. Maybe we should try and make a smaller tablet. This is it. I mean, this is, this is like the key. You know what's also surprising? Okay, so what's you brought that? the fact that the iPad 4 replaces the iPad 3 at the $500 price point, but the iPad mm-hmm. 2 is still being sold at $400. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's a little weird. Yeah, I mean, that's Apple. That's, yeah. So, of course, what happens when Apple says, hey, here's what we've got. Oh, and, and, and here's the other thing. Apple made this announcement, pre-orders start now. It ships in like a month and a half. Because <laughs> normally, you know, like, the big thing is like, oh, you can buy it tomorrow. Yeah, like, we're releasing this, it'll be in stores tomorrow. Not the case. Or the fact that we knew every single piece of information about the damn thing before the press event. Yeah, for being secretive, Apple's... Apple's security sucks now. It's gone. Unless they're working on some secret new project that no one's heard about, and this is just crap to keep people distracted. Oh, that would be sneaky. Yep. (laughs) We're going to release an iPad Mini to distract you from the ultra-thin iPad 5 that's going to come out next year that nobody knows anything about. No, no, no. See, that's the thing, though. Wouldn't, like, if, if they want this proper, it wouldn't be another iPad. It would have to be something completely new. Which they're not going to do because... Otherwise, they're just following in their own footsteps, and they're going to follow it to hell. Yeah, that is true. There really isn't much innovation anymore. No! (laughs) When the iPhone came out, that was innovative. Okay, when the iPod came out, that was innovative. Then the iPhone came out, that was really innovative. And then kind of after the iPhone, they're like, well, let's just make an iPod that looks like the iPhone. Well, let's make a tablet out of the iP- out of the iPhone. Well, let's just upgrade the iPhone. Right. I think the most innovative thing that has come out of Apple recently was Siri. And that really wasn't... wasn't Apple. Yeah. Siri existed since the first iPhone. That's what I'm saying. That was the most innovative thing that they have done, and they didn't do it. Right. 
so yes, I I do believe that this is kind of like it might not be the beginning of the end, but it's certainly a marker and it it should be a warning sign for Apple that if they don't turn things around, shit's going to go bad. Well, shit already has started to go bad. So the iPad mini did sell out, quote unquote. There are millions of units already ordered. Yes. Uh, I I do enjoy, by the way, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, uh, went out onto the streets and said, hey, we've got a preview of the iPad mini. Do you want to test it out? Tell us what you think. And it was an iPod touch. (laughs) People are like, oh, it's so amazing. Oh, look how small it is. I like that. I can hold it in my hand. Are you fucking kidding me? People have such short memories. However, a lot of people seem to have been waiting and waiting and waiting and seeing what Apple was going to do, and then Apple made their announcement, and they all bought Amazon Kindle Fires. <laughs> oh. The day after the announcement of the iPad Mini, Kindle Fires saw record sales. My guess is people were waiting to see if the iPad Mini was going to be as great as it was, and when they were disappointed... They went with the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even that it, it, the, the stats are bad. It's the fact that it's $330. Yeah, that $200, the Kindle Fire versus 300 something Mm-hmm. 100 bucks will get you a lot of apps and accessories. Yeah. It's crazy. But actually, what I was trying to point out was the fact that, you know how we always talked about how Samsung and Apple were at each other's throat, but then also in bed together because Apple... Right. Stuff Apple using... buys chips from Samsung. Well, um, Samsung has decided to terminate a contract with Apple to supply LCD panels for Apple products, which is probably going to be a problem because Samsung is Apple's largest supplier of LCDs. Well, but Apple is already lining up other people. Is it going to be enough, though? Because Samsung was 15 million panels during the first half of 2012. The next person, LG, was only 12, and then the next was Sharp at 2.8 million. So you're losing half of your supply from this. So, so is LG going to be able to step up to basically double If their you've supply? got the, the amount of money coming in that Apple can promise to bring in, yeah, you'll up your production. I don't. It's going to be hard to double your production that quickly. And well, it's not a matter of doubling your production. It's just they're going to have to switch from producing things like TVs to Apple products. Yeah, it means mm-hmm. the price of an LG TV might go up for a little bit. And are also going to find a supply shortfall at, while the changeover happens. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to double right away. You're going to have to ramp it up. Yep. So but at the same be... time, Apple isn't cutting out Samsung right away. It's going to be this, or Samsung's not cutting out Apple. There is a transitional phase. They have contracts that they have to fulfill. True. So yeah, there seems the bed buddies are not happy with each other anymore. I wonder <laughs> if it's because of all the lawsuits they had against each other. <laughs> trying to think of some like broken family analogy, but it's just not coming. <laughs> Probably better off that way. Yeah. So, speaking of broken... Yes? G4. G4. Been broken for a while. TV show. G4, the channel. The channel, yeah. Right? Not like a, a new phone. No. Okay. That was lost in a bar. No, it was the... The Google Nexus 4. Nexus 4, there we go. Yeah, I'm not sure how much faith I put in that announcement. 
I think Google might be having some fun at Apple's expense. But yes, G4, the channel, owned yes. by... I don't even know who owns them at this point. Comcast. Is it owned by Comcast? Mm-hmm. Okay. So owned by Comcast, killing off two of their best shows. Yes. Now, we had talked about before that, you know, there were changes coming at, to G4. We talked about it in a previous episode, but now it's official from the mouth of Comcast that at the end of this year, Attack of the Show and X-Play are done. What are they replacing it with? That is an excellent question. Do you have an answer? No, nobody has an answer yet. But oh. Nothing has been confirmed. I mean, I, I guess they could replace it with more Ninja Warrior. There's only so much Ninja Warrior you can do, though. Unless you just change the entire channel. Ninja Warrior. All day. Every day. Well, let's see. There's 26 seasons of Ninja Warrior. Oh, yeah, plus the Lady Ninja Warriors. Plus, you could do the U.S. Ninja Warrior as well. Each episode could get you probably about four hours, maybe five. So I think you could have a week of solid programming of just Ninja Warrior. So yeah, they're, they're dropping their two shows that I think anybody would even remotely pay attention to. Maybe they'll just replace it with cops and oh, cheaters. Oh, no. no. Why? I don't even know what's on G4 right now. Let's Testers. Just, let's just look at... I hope it's G4.com. I'm just guessing. It's always dangerous to guess a website. <laughs> Could lead to porn. Come on. I swear this is going slower now that I've upgraded. Or sorry, that Firefox upgraded itself. Mm. And then told me, hey, I'm upgrading. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm upgrading. By the way, Firefox 16. And everything's going to slow down. Oh, sorry, G4TV.com. My apologies. Come on, anytime now. There we go. Schedule, here we go. See, there could be uh, cops. Cops. It's a lot of cops, followed by Campus PD. Campus, Campus PD. Sorry, Campus PD. Then they're playing District 9 and Assassins, and then more cops. That is literally their schedule for the next 12 hours, is cops. Cops and more cops. Yeah. Playing, let's see, uh, Knight Rider and Cheaters. Let's check, let's see what their Monday primetime is. Nothing good. Monday, October 29th, let's see, Noon, Attack of the Show, X-Play, Ninja Warrior, Street Patrol, and more cops. X-Play, Attack of the Show, and Lost. So really, nothing good. Now, Tuesday, Ninja Warrior, Cops, X-Play, Attack of the Show, Heroes. Wait, what? They're playing Heroes, the show that we all loved and then hated. Yeah. Yeah. They're really going to play Heroes? Yeah. Wow. See, Wednesday. Knight Rider, Attack of the Show, X-Play, Ninja Warrior, Cops. Andy, we can stop. Cops. We can stop, Andy. What I'm seeing is there's nothing good on G4 anymore. No, there isn't. There really isn't. No. I used to think, oh, awesome. I used to actually watch tech TV. That was actually interesting. With Leo Laporte? Yeah, and the call for help, uh, Chris Perillo. See, I'm not a huge fan of Leo. I know, he's annoying, which is why I don't actually... The uh, podcasts that are on the Twit Network, I just fast-forward anytime he shows up. Most of I the mean, time, it's, it's his network, though. I know. 
So how do you just skip through that? <laughs> well, I go to I follow the shows that he's not on unless he comes on to you know promote uh, um, the rest of the network. Yeah, or Audible. It's really easy because as soon as I hear his voice, I know it can just fast forward for about three minutes. It's about as long as the ads last. And then I don't have to listen about it anymore. Just skip through. Yep. I'm not. You know what? I'm not a big fan of breaking a podcast or promote ads. No, if you please excuse me, I need to drink some Mountain Dew. It's yeah, refreshing. Don't do that. No, no, no. That that no bad Andy. Not good pizza. So you know about the DARPA Grand Challenge, right? We've talked about that. We were following it. Uh, the one for the automated car. Yes. Yeah, that was the last one. Okay. There's another one that's going on that I don't think we actually ever talked about. I mean, there are several, but what's this one? Well, this one is like the new big one. Okay. Because the the Grand Challenge was their big one, and now this is the new big one. Disaster Response Robots. Yes. This. Let me just read to you what the task is. You have to build an adult-sized robot, which must be designed to enter a vehicle, drive it, Exit the vehicle, walk over rubble, clear objects blocking a door, open the door, enter a building, then visually and audibly locate and shut off a leaking valve, connect a hose or connector, climb an industrial ladder, traverse an industrial walkway, and then use a power tool and break through a concrete wall. All in a time limit. What the fuck? I don't think anybody's going to finish that the first year. That's pretty impressive. Although I, you know, looking at this already, why would you want an adult-sized robot? A, uh, I mean, B, build the power tool into the damn robot. Well, the idea is that it's a there's a there's a project going on with DARPA and I think the Department of Defense in general called like the Petman Project or something like that. It's in the ability to build a human-looking robot that is actually able to interact with everything. Why? Why, why, why? Why do you want humanoid robots? I don't know. Yeah, Petman is an anthropomorphic robot for testing chemical and production clothing. I guess now they're trying to expand the Petman project to actually use for emergency See, response. This, this, is, this is how it all starts. We build a humanoid robot, and then we give them life and intelligence, and then they want equal rights, and then they want to be treated like people. What's a little bit surprising, though, is that this <laughs> contest... I like how you just leave that there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes, this contest, DARPA. Sorry, I'm, you know, I don't want to have Skynet take over the podcast. That'd be sad. Yeah. But um, there's three levels to this contest. There's the A-track where um, they're actually getting money from the government to do this. And they're also getting special pre-built robots from Boston Dynamics, which has the, the current contract with the Department of Defense for this Petman thing. Mm-hmm. Then there's um, Part B, which is actually just software only. So the, the people who don't you know, have hardware things could actually write code for algorithms, for sensors, and that sort of stuff. And then there's Part C, which is actually a virtual reality program. So they don't actually have to build hardware or, well, they still write software, but it has the robots working in, in a virtual v- environment only. Hmm. 
So that's kind of interesting. This whole thing just seems crazy. It's going to be going on for another, what, 36 months? Easily. And we'll see what happens. Until somebody actually, you know, finishes it. Yeah. Do you know if there's a group out near Ann Arbor that's working on it? Oh. Um, like there was for the other challenge? Let me see. I know they just announced the teams. Let's see if the list is up yet. DARPA Robotics Challenge. Let's see, Cornell. Oh, no, that's the wrong article. Oh, come on. They just announced the teams. That's why I got the link. The track A, performers and designs. There we go. Carnegie Mellon, uh, Drexel University. That one doesn't say Shaft Incorporated. Virginia Tech. Yeah, Shaft Incorporated, really. Johnson Space Center. JPL. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's anybody from Michigan. At least in the A track, which I don't know. The Drexel is actually working with OSU, Georgia Tech, Indiana University, Purdue. Hmm, that is a big multi-university mm. program. Wait, say that list again. OSU, Purdue, Drexel, OSU, uh, Georgia Tech, WPI, Indiana, Columbia. Okay. So we're cross conference. Yeah. So it should be very interesting. I just want to watch the actual, you know challenge itself well in three years you'll be able to <laughs> yeah all right so that was that i thought it was interesting yep. what else we got games sure uh casino games roulette like actual roulette like honest to god roulette like the if you play this game in the long run i guarantee you you will lose money because it's impossible to predict well beyond that by sheer probability if it's a fair game you should be able to randomly place bets and over the long run you should come out even yes well no all casino games have an edge to the house uh all of them except blackjack well yeah if you're playing perfect blackjack Blackjack. No, no 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 sorry not blackjack blackjack does come out in the house's favor uh craps craps is a fair game I thought blackjack had an edge to the player. Blackjack can have an edge to the player if the player is smart about how they play and if they know more information. Gotcha. So if you, you know, like the the very famous guys who went to Vegas and made a shit ton of money by playing blackjack, they had a system where they'd have one person watching the deck and they'd count basically count cards and yeah. say, "Ah, the deck is pretty much stacked to be in favor of the player right now." And then they'd call in the other player. Okay, so what are these guys doing with roulette? Well, these guys, turns out that uh, roulette, so again, roulette, the uh, the game where you spin a wheel, and then you spin a little ball going in the other direction, and wherever the ball lands, that number or that color or that range of numbers gets payouts. And it's always been considered to be impossible to predict where that ball will land. Yeah, because you'd have to know... Not even lots of physics. Chaos theory. Just little bumps, irregularities. Uh, you know, how much is the ball spinning versus how much is how fast is the ball traveling, things like that. Uh, can completely change the outcome. Turns out it can't change it. It, it. it does change it, but it's actually, you can predict with some certainty where it will end up. Now, granted, you have to have a lot of specialized equipment to do this. <laughs> But Which some, I don't think the casino would allow you to bring some into physicists. The... No, absolutely not. But some physicists worked out some of the equations and some of the mathematics, and 
I mean, on the short end, this is just like, oh, cool, you can, in theory, gain an advantage playing roulette. What it really means is that they're starting to tame chaos theory. And that we can start making predictions of these things that were previously unpredictable. That is so weird. (laughs) In order to figure out the best odds, look for a crooked table. Yep. Hmm. So it's kind of cool. Kind of pretty amazing. What was not so cool was Zynga. Oh yeah, this one was a little sketchy. This this happened during Apple's iPad event, and no one knows if that was intentional, because that's where everyone's attention was directed, or if it just kind of happened to be that way. It's like, really? You're doing it at the same time everybody is focused on Apple? Yep. Because the only people who would care about this sort of news would be people who are caring about, about Apple. Apple. Zynga laid off a ton of people. Over a hundred. Across various studios. They're actually closing Boston, and they're planning on closing Japan and UK studios as well. So Zynga is, I mean, we'll, we'll see the result of this. They've been hemorrhaging money. Maybe this is their attempt at kind of cutting down and, and consolidating and closing these studios and saying, well, that's not working. We need to shift gears. Or it's, we're getting the fuck out of here while we still can. of their full-time workforce in one go. They shrank one out of 20 people was just fired. Oh, I wonder what their Q3 earnings were. It's probably a loss. Yep, it was a loss. 53 million. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the other companies, I will point out, um, saw this news and kind of took advantage. Oh, the Blizzard email? Blizzard sent out an email. Uh, rather, a recruiter for Blizzard sent out an email to various Zynga developers who had been fired and said, hey, we're hiring. Just to let you know, you know, sorry that you lost your job, but hey. Send me an email. Here's my personal address. Here's where you can submit your resume and portfolio. That's I don't know a- if that's good guy Blizzard or just taking advantage. <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, the market just got flooded with cheap labor because another studio shut down. Hmm. I don't know. First reaction is, hey, that's great, Blizzard, awesome. But then the follow-up reaction is, hmm, I don't know. Right. So, speaking of video games. Yes. Name me the number one played game on Xbox Live. Minecraft. Damn it, you read the article. I didn't I read the article, I read the topic name. I thought you were going to go with the classic Call of Duty Modern Warfare, or FIFA Soccer. Really, FIFA Soccer? FIFA Soccer 13 is number three on the list. Where's Madden? Uh, number nine. Follow, let's see, okay, so. Minecraft is number one, which is surprising, but number two, Call of Duty. Number three, FIFA. Number four, Call of Duty. Number five, Borderlands 2. Number six, Halo Reach. Number seven, Battlefield 3. Number eight, Modern Warfare 2. You think number there's nine, a first shooters on the list? Number nine's Madden. Number 10 is NBA. Number 11 is Happy Wars. Number 12, Skyrim. Number 13, Gears of War 3, Resident Evil 6. GTA 4 is still on the list. FIFA 12 is still on the list. Halo 3 is still on the list. Well, Halo 3 had really good multiplayer. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and in fact, if you look at the the list, the common theme actually is multiplayer. Well, that's what you go on to Xbox Live for. Yep. Multiplayer, which most of the time means first-person shooter or sports. 
I thought Skyrim Minecraft was a single weapon. player, though. Skyrim is. That's the only one on... Well, not the only, but that's, like, the primary one on there. That's single player. So is GTA 4. No, GTA 4 has got the multiplayer. Oh, but no one plays the multiplayer. Oh. I would try it out, but I think you have my GTA 4. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. Do you also have my Dead Rising, or no? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that spreadsheet. If only we had some system that tracked where everyone had games. Yeah, didn't we have a spreadsheet of that? We still do. It's on Google Drive. Oh, it is on Google Drive? Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me pull up Google Drive and see who the hell has it. Do it later. Show. Record. Where is it even on it? There's so many... Recording, Andy. Uh, Alchemy, Census, Bowl Predictions, PAX 2009. Wedding stuff on here. Oh, here we go. Andy, focus. Come on. Sorry. Tell me about Netflix. (laughs) Okay. So speaking of Zynga and stealing... I'll just let that one sink in for a second. Um, Netflix in Denmark just released some of their online live playing stuff. I'm sorry, Finland, not Denmark. Mm -hmm. One of the other Scandinavian countries. You realize you linked to a Google Translate. I know, because the original document was in Finnish. Okay. The translation is pretty bad. I know, but that's as close as I can get. Okay. The idea, though, is the fact that Netflix needed closed captioning for their online streaming. Mm-hmm. So they went to Divix to steal, or Divix sorry, to borrow around. the closed captioning from Divix. Divix is still around? I guess so. Okay. So Netflix enough. just stole it blatantly. Yeah. They didn't even remove the section of the closed captioning that says, hey, this if you want to find Divix. some more... Go to DivixFinland.org. Wow. Yeah. Netflix, what the fuck? It's like, you could have been a little bit more sneakier. But no, this is just, oh, look, we need closed captioning. Oh, these guys have closed captioning. Yoink. Yoink. Oh, that's that's not cool. I, I mean, I got nothing else to say on that. That's yeah, that was just stupid. Mm-hmm. That, that's blatantly, obviously stupid. Someone probably lost their job. You know what's also stupid? Microsoft, well, oh yeah, data cap. Oh, you want to talk about data caps? This is so bad. There's a data cap for, the UK is finally getting 4G LTE. I know, it's surprising that there's actually a company farther behind on wireless spectrum than us. The United States, yes. Yeah, I know. But, okay, so, the UK is getting 4G. It's going to cost them 21 pounds a month. The lowest package is 500 megabytes. Wait, megabytes? megabytes on 4g yes hence if you're using 4g at 12 megabits a second you will hit that 500 megabytes cap in about what five minutes well that's what the article says yeah huh yeah so not much streaming going on there no for 21 pounds a month for which in the u.s is i think like 40 some odd bucks right now we'll find out 33 dollars and 80 cents ah yeah, 33 bucks a month for a data plan that you could use up not even in an hour. Wow. We thought we had it bad. Yeah. On the other end, though, the uh, 56 pounds per month mm-hmm. gives you 8 gigabytes, which is actually a lot better than what the T-Mobile gives us 2 gigabytes before they start to throttle us. 
I don't know why you're including me in this us. You're right. You're Sprint now. I keep on forgetting that. Yeah, I left. <laughs> what do you mean we, white man? <laughs> you don't look at me. I have unlimited data. No throttling. On your third largest phone network. Yep. Yeah, I can't believe that. 500 megabytes. That, oh, it feels like everything outside of the telcos is all like, hey, let's move to the cloud. Access anywhere, anytime. And then the cloud's going, I can't handle it. Uh-uh. No, no, no. There was actually a uh, meeting with the FCC about another incentive auction, and they are like serious about it. So we might have to move all our TV channels again. Okay. It's just I'm a cable subscriber. Is that going to make any difference to me? No. No, it's not. That I'm not worrying about it. Okay. Dave, what are your thoughts on a Civ MMO? Um it runs into the problem of people will get far ahead and then stay far ahead. And new people would have a difficult time coming in and breaking into this unless it just kind of resets every couple of months. In which case, why am I spending hours and hours on building something if it's going to reset in just a couple months? Yeah, it's my thought as well. But it's happening. Take-Two and Firaxis have announced that they're developing an MMO based on Civ for release in Asian markets. Okay. Well, more power to them. Enjoy. I don't actually remember the last time I played Civ Five. We should play it again. <laughs> it was fun. I liked Civ Four better. Yeah, but you had fun playing with us in Civ Five. Uh, it just you takes so long. Di- so did Civ Four. I know, but it was much more fun to play Civ Four. It didn't feel you like knew a little the bit system of a, better. It didn't feel like a chore like Civ Five does. You knew the system better. True. It just seemed like... It takes a lot more to get the ball rolling in Civ 5 than it did in Civ 4. I disagree. I don't know. It just feels like it's harder to get things going in Civ 5 than with Civ 4, and not much is going on. Like, battles take longer... Because you have to have everybody spread out and do another whole little thing, one piece on a tile. Before, it was just like, make a stack of Doom and go. Yeah, and that was unfair, because it was whoever could build the stack of Doom first wins. I know. Also, I love my Panzer tanks. Yes, well, because they were ridiculous. I know! (sighs) Okay, what else we got going on here? Oh, if you want to help out with uh, rebuilding... The bridge for the next generation enterprise, you can. They got a Kickstarter for it? Yes. Well, they have a Kickstarter and an Indiegogo for it. Okay. Now, just so you know, this is not the actual set used during the TV show. That was that thrown was, out recently. Well, that was destroyed when they made Generations. Okay. Literally, it was destroyed during the filming. This is a replica cell built by, I think it was Paramount, as a display so they could bring you know higher ups and say oh look at this this is this is what's going on here so now they are starting up a save the bridge campaign i guess through kickstarter indiegogo i thought it was interesting this is our interesting kickstarter of the week Hmm. is this going to be a a i was just thinking that (laughs) kickstarter of the week no 
We should just go through and find random interesting Kickstarters. Although I'm looking at some of the stuff they've got on here. There's a uh, poster for Star Trek and Doctor Who crossover. Oh, God. Two of them. Wait, these aren't posters. IDW, that's a comic, isn't it? Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, those are comics. Star Wars, Doctor Who crossover comics? Yes. Huh. The t-shirt of Captain I Saved the Bridge, and on the back it says, Shut Up, Wesley. I don't remember what episode that was from. I don't remember that being from an episode. Got to be a shut up Wesley somewhere. Shut up Wesley meme. All right, here we go. No, that's not. Eh, well, it doesn't tell me the history of it. Boo. Yeah, there's. Oh my God, ten thousand dollar. You will be involved in the shooting of the documentary Save the Bridge. Has somebody already bought it? Nope. Oh, you got ten thousand dollars, Andy? Nope. So, Andy, what I need you to do. <laughs> If I somehow have come into $10,000, it is not going towards this. Yeah. I'm still not sure what I think about this Oculus Rift thing. Looks too much like a virtual boy. Mm. So, ESRB. Yes, the poor guys. They have expanded, which is very sad for them because they've expanded to Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, PlayStation Vita, PlayStation Certified Devices, Nintendo eShop, the Wii Shop, the Windows 8, and other digital content aggregators. They want to expand to everything, so your Facebook games could have an ESRB rating, which is good. Yes, I mean, I, I promote any sort of ESRB expansion. Not only that, but they're going to be adding interactive elements to the ESRB rating, so the ESRB will let you know if your mobile app shares information, shares location, interacts with other users, on top of the E10, teen, and mature ratings. What do you think of the new little system of notifications? Of the SRB notifications, or yeah, yeah, the ones of like this will this uh, shares your location. This involves communicating with other people. I like it because most of the people are like all freaked out about apps stealing information. Well, this one will just say, "Hey, look, this is yes, it's sharing your info. Yes, it's sharing your location." Any way that can make it more clearer to people, I'm all for. So yes, I I find this great. I feel sad that they're going to you know have to cover more and more things now. Well, with any luck, it means that they will expand and hire more people. True. I wonder where where would I find ESRB dot org jobs? <laughs> like if I wanted to be employed by the ESRB, is there anything about that? Nothing that I can see. Oh, there's employment. There are no positions open at this time. (laughs) Oh. Sorry, Andy. That's okay. Quit the post office. Go work for the ESRB. Let's see. What else do we got on here? Uh, Not much. I think we've got just about everything. Jailbreaking. Jailbreaking? What about Jailbreaking is now... So jailbreaking uh, technically violates the DMCA. Yes. Right, It is circumventing security built into a system. Yes. There was an exception made for uh, jailbreaking phones about a year ago. It said that this is fine. It's not really violating anything. We're going to let it go. That one-year exemption is basically up. However, they have now re-upped that exemption. Jailbreaking is still legal, free and clear for three more years. For your phone. For your phones not for tablets, which isn't going to stop anyone. <laughs> no. 
you know, the first company that sues someone for jailbreaking their tablet loses. I'm looking at you, Apple. <laughs> but you agree with that, don't you? Like the first yeah. company that, that steps in and says, like, you can't do this. Be like, well, I did it on my phone. Same basic operating system, same basic hardware. What's the difference? There isn't any. So, Dave, do you think Wikipedia is almost complete? No. No? No. Do you think the number of articles is flattening out? The number of changes to articles is flattening out? Good for them. That is true. Cade pointed out there's always going to be another Ninja Warrior, so there's always going to be updates to Wikipedia, but I don't think you could edit any more of the War of 1812 from where it is, since it's already happened. Maybe we could discover some new journal entry or something from somebody and have to edit that into it. But some people are thinking that Wikipedia... The sum total of human knowledge is almost complete. Yes. When you put it like that, then it sounds completely ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> but that's what people are saying. <laughs> now that you said it, oh, in my head I'm going, wait, that doesn't sound right. Because it's not. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, there's, there's always more, Andy. Let me put it this way. Is there a Wikipedia article about you? No. Then it's not complete. True. Speaking of me, it's my turn to do a random review. And we it should is. get on to that. Let's go for it. I'm reviewing Riff Tracks. Riff Tracks? Yes. R I F F T R A. That's the thing you play over a movie? X. Yes. Riff Tracks. From the minds that brought you Mystery Science Theater 3000. Well, some of the minds. Not all of them, but some of them. Mm hmm. Because you have Michael J. Nelson, Bill Corbett, and Kevin Murphy. I think Kevin did Tom Servo and Bill did Crow, I think. I'll have to double check that. Yep. Bill did Crow. So you got you got Tom Servo, Crow, and Michael J. Nelson doing their Mystery Science Theater 3000 bit with all movies that are coming out now. Okay. So how does this work? I mean, I'm, I'm on the site. I see I can add to cart. Yes, you this can is buy. The movie, though. No. It's what just it, like an audio track that I sync up with the movie? Yes. You buy a little audio track that you can play with a DVD on like an MP3 player or something else. There's also ways of doing videos on demand so you actually can watch some of their old movies on your computer at the same time. So it's watching on a computer like Mystery Science Theater where it's the audio and the video in one spot. These are all the classic films, though. The new films are just MP3 files that you play along with the DVD. Or if you're watching them in the theater, you can do that as well. They also have DVDs of some of their movies and some of the Rift Tracks lives, which those are you can actually go to a movie theater like we just did to see uh, Birdemic which I hear I should never, ever, ever go see. Oh my god, Birdemic is so bad. But isn't that the point of Rift Tracks? Well, there, yes, there's an understanding of the point of Rift Tracks where it's humorous to make fun of bad movies. But this one, it almost felt like you have a bunch of people coming in to an art gallery and making fun of something your three-year-old daughter did. It's just, it's so bad. It's, it's, it's hard. Pathetic. Yeah. Sad. 
how bad the movie was was taking away from the humorous quirk, qui- quips, yeah, humorous yep. quips that the Rift Tracks guys were saying. It, 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 it's almost like a law of diminishing returns, and the movie gets so bad that you, you just the guys are like, "Look how bad the movie is." It's like, "Oh God, it's so bad. yeah." Oh. Plus, being a film person, a lot of the stuff that they were doing in the movie was just distracting. Like, it was... They were so bad, they weren't even white-balancing. What? Every indoor shot, everybody was orange. Wow. And you could look out the window and see white, and you're like, oh, come on. Wow. White balance, for the love of God. Well done. Their audio track, you could tell, they... Oh, it, like I said, it was so bad. It was distracting from the Rift Tracks guys. Now, let me tell you, I am a fan of Mystery Science Theater. I've got most of the Mystery Science Theater DVDs, which I'm still annoyed that they don't put them in any frickin' order. They could have just done that once. It would have been nice. And the Rift Tracks are funny. If you have a chance to go see them live, it's, a, it's hit or miss. That's the that's the thing that's the problem with Mystery Science Theater and Riff Tracks is they do what I call spaghetti humor, where they just throw everything against the wall and they see, see what, what sticks. sticks. Which is okay, but sometimes it just doesn't work. So if you like Mystery Science Theater, you're most likely going to like Riff Tracks because it's basically the same thing, just with newer movies. But yeah, don't watch Birdemic. Don't watch Birdemic. Got it. So yeah, that's Rift Tracks in a nutshell. It's normally what? Is it a dollar an episode for the new stuff? Oh, sorry. Four dollars for the new MP3s. Ten dollars for the movies. Shorts are a dollar. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have to try it out. I am kind of curious to watch like a, a movie that I enjoy with the Rift Tracks stuff going on there. Like I want to. I almost want to watch Inception with the Rift Tracks because I'm curious. But yeah, it's Rift Tracks for you. Okay. Random topic. Yes. Do you remember the day you upgraded from a phone modem, 28K or 56K? I can remember that because I think we tried to do it at my parents' house, but there wasn't any service yet. My parents' house was so backwaters with the internet, we couldn't get 56K. The, co- the twisted pair of copper wire was not fast enough to handle 56K of data. So we were stuck at the, uh, I think it was 28.8. We couldn't go... No, I think 28 was actually fast for us. I think we were down to like 21K of data through my parents' twisted wire. Now, after all of us have left the house, now they've got DSL, and it's a bit faster. But I think the first day I had high-speed internet was when I went to college. (laughs) Uh, Okay. That was was when I got high-speed internet, was when I went to college. I wasn't there when my parents upgraded. My parents upgraded while I was off at camp. This was like way back towards the end of high school and I was I was gone and I came back and all of a sudden there were you know, didn't have to connect to the modem. <laughs> it's like wait, when I launch it we were still on AOL at the time, but when I launched AOL it was you you didn't pick a, a phone number, you just selected to use the the cable instead. I'm like, what? This is new and significantly fa- Oh my god, it's fast. Yeah, you never realize how slow dial-up was until you Indeed, went to high-speed internet. you don't realize internet. how slow your high-speed internet was. 
Yeah. I mean, this was cable modem, but it was back in 2003, 2002. I still remember when I was on campus and I had to upload the podcast, which is about a 20 megabyte file, which normally takes <laughs> at least a half hour. Yep. But when you're on school's internet network and it's a weekend. To have unlimited throughput. <laughs> and you're just doing upload. Oh my God. The file was like uploaded, I think, in a minute. Maybe a minute and a half. It was just just watching that bar just grow. I think FileZilla didn't actually get up to the maximum throughput that it was displaying until the file was already done. Oh, that's why I waited until Saturdays to upload the file, because I had the school's internet to myself, basically. <laughs> the transition was really nice. I, I liked high speed. It was very difficult to go back to cable. Not cable, to internet. By internet, I mean telephone. I Wow. Striking out there. So the question is, would you ever be able to go back to dial-up? Yes. Really? Yes. It would be difficult. It would be incredibly difficult. Uh, but, I, well, I guess it depends what you're what for. I mean, just basic browsing and, like, pulling up a website? Yeah, you could go back to dial-up. Google's minimalistic page is very, very helpful. Doing yeah, anything serious? No. Yeah, no Netflix... No, most dynamic web pages. <laughs> Ajax is out. <laughs> Our site, I don't know how well it would work on a, a dial-up. Do we not have any sort of mobile website? We have no mobile website. Okay. So I think that would be the best option, would just be going for a mobile website. Yep. Just set your browser to automatically... Well, set your browser to mask it as a mobile web page browser. Yep. Just go that way. I think that would be the you, only way to you, do it. Uh, yeah, probably. Pages would be a heck of a lot smaller. But, oh, man. I didn't realize how bad it was until you see the light and you're like, oh, my God, what the hell was I doing? <laughs> I, how did I live without this? But yeah. now I think we've only got, uh, right now in the apartment, I think we only have 1.5 megabits. Hmm. And I'm fine with that. I think I have, like, 12. <laughs> In theory. Yeah, most of the stuff that I do, I when I'm downloading TV shows, most of them do that at night, so I don't have to worry about high-speed downloads. I think this is the only thing that I'm seriously using up some bandwidth with. Bandwidth with. Yes. Bandwidth. Yeah, I think the podcast is the biggest internet user we've got. Well, that and Amazon Instant Video when we watch something there. <laughs> Netflix. Oh, you don't use Netflix? Nope. Okay. So, yeah. 2003 is when I finally was able to get off of dial-up. Yep, around then for me. So that answers that question. All right. I think that's it then. I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.